We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land in which we record this podcast today, the Arakwal people of the Bunjalong Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jake Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums-to-be and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here Here we go. go. A quick disclaimer before we get started, we talk a lot about Santa in this episode, if you know what I mean, so please be mindful around little ears. Hello, Jade. It's beginning to look a lot. No singing. That's quite nice. Eyes on every shelf. Oh, my God. Where have you been hiding that? It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) It's a fucking Christmas miracle. She's no longer tone deaf. No, kidding. You were never tone deaf. I was always. We are coming to you, folks, with our final episode of the year, potentially final episode of me heavy breathing. (laughs) (laughs) And so next time you hear from us, I may be less breathless but more sleep deprived. Yes, but all beautiful. And we are so excited to do this episode. It has been such a big year. It's been a massive year for everyone, but for us, we are ready to just pack up our microphones and have a break, especially so if she's going to give birth. She needs all the time to rest as she can before she... No, I, actually, I don't know if I'll rest. I'm really excited. I was doing my makeup this morning and I looked at my drawers in my bathroom and I just thought, I can't wait to have the time to come back and categorize Are you all about of to nest? this. I'm, I'm getting that yeah. nesty feeling. And I'm so excited. You can do mine at any no, time. No, 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 just mine. I never have any urge to clean anyone else's <laughs> shit, just my own. But, yeah, it's been a huge year. We love what we do, but we are excited to have a little break, spend time with our families and have a chill before the next year bloody starts again. Bloody oath. But this episode is a Christmas special and we were umming and ahhing. What are we going to talk about? And we've decided we're going to just keep it all Christmas related and... That's pretty much it. Yeah, we ask you to send in any of your questions you may have for us about the holiday season, what we're doing for Christmas this year, any life updates, and then we're actually going to be answering some parenting pickles Mm. about Christmas because it can be a tumultuous time and it can be a time that is really difficult to set boundaries. It might be your first Christmas with having a child and that can bring up all sorts of things like about gifts, boundaries, naps, annoying in-laws, whatever. So we can't wait to dive into all of it. You know we love to give our unsolicited (laughs) advice and two cents worth. So here we are. And here we go. All right, so the first question that came in is what are your Christmas day routines? Oh, routines. I'm not sure that we've got any Christmas Day routines Mm. as such. I mean, this year for Christmas, I am going to be 35 weeks pregnant. So it was actually super easy for us because all of our family's interstate. And so we just put out the call and said, I'm sitting here like a roast potato. I can't travel anywhere. So if anyone wants to come (laughs) to us, come to us. My husband does the cooking anyway. So I'm like, Nick will be cooking. I'll set the table if I can. Anyone who wants to come to us, come to us. And anyway, my whole side of the family has decided to come up, which is really, really exciting. Both my brothers, their partners, one of my brothers has two girls, my parents. So they're all coming up, which will be really, really nice. And Nick's side of the family decided to stay in Melbourne, which it just kind of really easily came together, which I know is not always yeah. the case when you're trying to juggle multiple families. My mum's going to have Christmas Eve. We're going to have Christmas Day. My brother's going to have Boxing Day. Beautiful. And it kind of just lined up which is really cool we'll wake up in the morning do presents 
And other than that, we do like to keep it somewhat low key. We have a rule in our house and I know this is going to come up a bit and I know it's easier for me to say because I don't come from a blended family or, you know, multiple parents or step parents here and there and everywhere. But we have a rule that it's kind of like you do Christmas in one place and there's no driving around and, you know, if you're with one family one year, then you're with the other family Mm. the next year and that's just the way it is. So the location for Christmas Day is our house. That is where we will be. That is where we will stay. No one's driving anywhere else. We'll all eat ourselves into oblivion. Others may drink themselves (laughs) into oblivion. I will not be. We'll swim in the pool. It's going to be a good time, I think. And that's all we've got time for. So um, we'll see you next next year. What about you? What's your plan? Well, we've got new family traditions because my parents have, and I have lived in Melbourne for, you know, mostly all our lives. And they made the decision late this year to move to Queensland. So they are an hour and 20 minutes away. And we have decided to blend both our families. So my grandpa, who's 94, who a lot of people have may have seen on social media. He looks pretty much like he's 70. He needs to drop his skincare routine it's ridiculous. ASAP. My grandma's coming up. Obviously, my mum and dad will be here. We're all going up to mum and dad's. And so is my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. They're separated, but they still have a great relationship. So they're coming up and all the cousins. And this is the first time we've done it once before, but it's been, this is going to be the first time that we are all in a new sort of area with everyone. And I take any Christmas with my grandparents as an absolute blessing because you know they're old sorry (laughs) but you are and I do I I feel really lucky to to spend that quality time with them and are there any nerves around combining a Christmas like with your family and your in-laws together like does anyone have any really strong opinions on how things should be done that there's going to be issues with crossover so I think that so many families and this is what came in with our messages and questions is that so many families Families either live in different states. They haven't really had the, you know, exposure of meeting each other. Everyone's different. Let's be serious. It's hard enough getting your husband or your partner to do something that you don't like or you like, let alone getting everyone else and the other generations involved. So this time we, everyone knows everyone. We know what to expect from people. We made it really simple in terms of presence. We didn't want anyone to be overwhelmed. We're going to do a bad Santa. Basically, it's spend $30 on whatever gift. Don't even think about it because we don't want you to be overwhelmed. Put it under the tree. Someone picks up a present. And if someone likes it, they can say, I want that. And you're only allowed to swap the present once. Mm. And we're just going to do that like a fun game. So everyone has a laugh and then we'll eat. We have selected people making certain things. Greta made the joke, oh, dad's been talking about this pudding that everyone keeps raving on about. And I'm pretty sure it comes from the petrol station. (laughs) And, And we said, you know what? Just let him bring it if that's what he will eat. So it'll probably be freaking delicious. Know, Let's be are. honest. The pies and the sandwiches from a servo <laughs> are so funny. Yeah, I reckon. I, I'm save me a piece of the pudding. I'm coming around uh, later. But that's what we're up to this year. Yeah, that's good. It's exciting. So we're going to wake up. Uh, we're going to be at home for Christmas Eve. The girls said they want to be at home. They want to wake up in their own beds to you know probably your bed. Let's be honest. <laughs> They'll be waking up on me, and then we'll head up there, which will be fantastic. All right, so next question that came in, how do you girls go about Santa? Have you ever been caught out? Any close calls? My kids are still pretty young. So, you know, Poppy's nearly five, Goldie's nearly three, the other one's still in utero. (laughs) So I don't even think they're at the age yet where they're even questioning anything or trying to catch us out. Like the magic is just so, there's not even a question of the magic yet, which is so nice. We ended up this year doing Elf on the Shelf. I have to tell this story. This is another question. What do we think about Elf on the Shelf? Well, only a couple of weeks ago, I was saying, I think I'm getting away with my last year of no Elf on the Shelf. I reckon Pops is going to make us do it next year. 
Anyway, Nick and I made the silly mistake of taking the girls to Maya to get some Christmas decorations the day we were picking up our Christmas tree. Don't do it. That's all I'm saying. It's just stressful. Funnily enough, a five and a three-year-old didn't get my golden green aesthetic that I was going for the Christmas tree (laughs) and instead wanted a bright pink sequined unicorn bauble thing. Funnily enough, (laughs) they didn't understand the strict criteria. But, yeah, just don't do it. Anyway, we got there. The girls had not even noticed the large shelf thing of Elf on the Shelf. And Nick goes up to the shelf and goes, hey, guys, should we get an Elf? And I was like, Nick, what are you doing? They haven't even spotted it. Why are you doing it? And he goes, it's fine. I'll do it. Anyway, first of all, it's $60. For this lanky little yes. toy yes. that's basically non-existent. Yes. Anyway, so $60, that's the first thing. So it was a classic dad moment where he goes, it's fine, I'll do it. Stop being a Grinch. I'll be in control of it. And I said, okay, if we do it, you're in control. I'm not waking up at 3 a.m. freaking out. So we get home that night. The kids go to bed and I say to him, oh, babe, like, don't forget to change the elf tonight. And he so goes, you're yeah, already yeah. stressing to remind I'm already, you. Yeah, the mental See? load is already See? on me. And he goes, already got it sorted, babe. I was like, oh, yes, good on you. Anyway, I come downstairs after the girls have gone to sleep and he's literally just moved the elf from the kitchen shelf to the bookshelf. Brilliant. And I said, oh, no, like it has to be doing something. And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, oh, well, the elf has to, it's like cheeky. It gets up to mischief at night. Like it has to be doing something. And it was just this classic dad moment where it was ignorance was bliss yeah. because he's like, what do you mean? The girls are going to find it so funny that the elf has moved from one position to the other. And I was like, this is just the classic example of us putting too much stress on ourselves as a parent. Here I am thinking the only way to do an elf on the shelf is for them to have this out there scenario where they're doing something different, just moved it to the other shelf they Mm. came down in the morning they were in hysterics they thought thought it was so funny and I was like huh okay maybe we can just do elf on the shelf like this for this year well that's your family tradition yeah it's not extensive and it's not except then the next day oh what the girls were waking up so I texted him I said have you moved the elf so you're stressing of course I am and of course as soon as we bought it I was gonna have something to do with it like I'm not an actual I've got to have some control (laughs) over this elf in my house (laughs) anyway I come downstairs and I spot through the bathroom door, the elf's on the toilet. And I was like, oh, oh that's funny. That's so funny. He's got some little chocolate chips and he's done. No, oh. he did a bog, set the elf up. No, there's not a shit in the toilet. There is a ginormous human adult <laughs> male shit in the toilet Nick. with the elf sitting on the toilet seat. And I didn't realise, so I'm filming the girls going in going, oh, my God, they're going to think this is so funny. Get on top of the toilet bowl and there's a few logs <gasps> in there. Oh, I, I vomited. I, I actually vomited. I said, you cannot do that to a pregnant woman with no warning. How long is it sitting there? Did I he said, last how night? long? No, not the night before, that morning. He'd done it, gone to his training session and come back. So it already smelt stale. Was there toilet paper in there? And so I uploaded it to Instagram. I did a warning first. I said, I real, real poo in the next slide. Like, skip ahead if you don't want to see Disclaimer. it. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Not the trigger warning I ever thought I would have to no. put on my stories. Anyway, do you know the most common thing that I got back was, but where's the toilet paper mm. Nick used to wipe his ass? He did a clean snap. He said he did a clean snap and he hid the toilet paper down the back behind the poo. But no, I've looked at it a couple of times and there's, there's no toilet paper in there. So... I told him that chopped chips probably would have sufficed and would have saved me from having a vomit, but that has been our Elf on the Shelf experience thus far. <laughs> far out. I can't wait to see next year. It's just going to get more the and more The thing extreme. that's so annoying is now every day during the day, Poppy says to me, oh, Mum, you've got to put Rosie, which is what we've called our Elf, on the toilet because maybe she needs to do another poo or a wee. Yeah, but that you can get out of that because when you read the book that it comes with, the so expensive book, it actually says you are not allowed to touch the elf no so she said adults can but kids can't who said it poppy yeah but poppy's not in the book the the book states you cannot touch the elf okay if you touch the elf 
the magic disappears and they don't okay, care. Well, we haven't read the book anymore. We haven't read the book yet, but we're apparently allowed to touch it, but they're not. So they've been pretty good. They haven't moved it anywhere, but apparently it's my responsibility every couple of hours to make sure oh, that Rosie has disappeared or shitted. I'm like, great, <laughs> another person's bowels that I have to worry about. So do you want to hear my update on the Absolutely. Elf? Okay, so last year I got in trouble from Billy because I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't read the book. Apparently we touched it too many times. It never moved. I didn't realise you had to move the elf on the shelf. That was a whole game. Oh, you thought it just sat on the shelf. I literally (laughs) thought it was an elf on the shelf. It was a cute thing. I didn't realise people go well above and beyond creating scenarios of the elf. And kudos to anyone that's been doing it because when I said this, people have been sending me in reels and they are oh, the effects are so And I'm amazed but I'm also like, I, got no I can't. At this time of year, don't give me one more job. You're lucky if your gift is gift wrap. Correct. Yeah. And I started to do it nothing crazy it was literally just the elf had some pajamas on and then you know billy would ask how old the elf is then it would move to a pot plant like it was never like overachieving i then would wake up in night sweats at 3 a.m and be like hyperventilating going fuck i have not moved the elf i've got to i've got to get it anyway so mia starts waking up before me and goes mom it's all good i've moved the elf for you because mia she doesn't really believe in santa disclaimer if any kids are listening and also she doesn't obviously she understands what the elf does and who does it so anyway I Handball. let yeah I let her do the job which actually took a lot of pressure off me so the the 9 year old's in charge anyway she got into a pickle one morning when Billy comes storming down the hallway and she's like mum the elf doesn't work. And I'm like, what do you mean? Of course it does. And she's like, I just saw Mia moving it around and touching it. So I know it does not work. So now we have no elf that's moving. It's just hanging on a coat hanger and <laughs> Billy's over it. Dad ate all the calendar chocolates in one night. So they're all done. So we're ready to just have Christmas. Wow, the Christmas spirit in your house yeah, is alive and it's well. Done. It's done. But yeah, I think that it is really, really, because when people spoke to me about the elf on the shelf, they're like, no, God, no, I know all about it, but no, no, no. I was like, you guys are Grinches. Like, what's the big deal about it? an elf it is there is so much stress i mean as you're saying it doesn't actually have to be no. stressful if it's you like make book it week. yeah it's like book week let's go back to book week if you're a parent that loves going all yeah. out with it absolutely seeing the smile on the kid's face go for it if you want to dress them in a costume that you already had in the drawer and they're the 400th kid at daycare in an elsa costume also go for that that's fine if they want to be like goldie and refuse to dress up go for it i'm just taking the same mentality with this elf on the shelf if i have a funny idea i'm gonna do do it if i don't it's literally gonna move from the staircase or not to the top of the christmas tree yeah that's great. Now, how do you stop Mia from telling Billy about Santa not being real when they're only like 10 days apart? <laughs> how much is it? 15 months Ten apart. Days apart. <laughs> what are they? They're 16 months apart. And it is hard. And you have kids that find out really early on and they, they want to know the truth. Others want to believe and even if they've been told once they just like to believe and so I sat down with Mia who's the older out of the three girls and I said this is a really special time please don't ruin it for them Um, you can actually be in on this and make it really special so include her like she feels a bit older because she understands it so she loves doing that she loves being included and Billy is just on the cusp of believing it or not it's just the school age when kids start to talk they come home and it is you don't want to lie to your child like you do want the magic to flow but at the end of the day if they're asking you a genuine question you kind of want to give them the truth yeah it's hard. but you've got to work out if they're really Ready. asking because they want to know yeah. or they're just like nah I want mum to prove to me that he is real totally. now how do you do gifting in your house does Santa gift the big or the small presents so I never thought about this until this year I think because mum and dad used to just Santa used to give me all the presents as an Mm. only child and they never gave me presents separately Mm. so I never thought 
it was a thing. But then people have just started saying that, no, 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 mum and dad give the really good presents so they get the credit for it and Santa just gets all the little shitty, you know. And there's also another idea behind that. It's so that they don't go to school and one kid is like, Santa gave me an iPad and someone else is like, Santa gave me something that's, you know, little and inexpensive. And then the kids don't compare and go, oh, well, you know, because they don't understand what the parents can afford. Yeah, they would be like, oh, was I not good because Santa didn't get me an iPad. And so I think that, number one, as a parent, you want to get the credit for the good gifts. And number two, I just think it makes it more fair when they're chatting to their mates about the gifts they got from Santa. So that's what we're doing. Literally, Santa's going to give them a couple of what are you getting the girls? Uh, we got them tickets to the Teeny Tiny Stevie's concert. What's that? They're like a kids band that have a show on ABC iView. So that's mid-Jan. So watch this space <laughs> if I make it. I think Shimmy will be going. My sister-in-law has already put her hand up. She really wants the ticket. So I think <laughs> she's going to start sneaking like, uh, what is it, raspberry leaf tea Cast into my oil. drink bottle to try and get me to go into labour so she can go. And I got them some like personalised books. They're kind of like Where's Wally but they're Where's Poppy and Where's Goldie and just some other. We're not doing anything nah. major this year and my girls are at that age where Poppy wants me to go to Cotton On and buy her a whole heap of like those rings and hair clips and stuff like so that's what Santa's gonna get her and to be honest I know that no matter what we say to my parents and to my in-laws I've already seen the box Mm. with Kmart that I know is filled with toys so no matter what we say they're getting toys so we're not adding to it that's good I want to make a statement right now and say yeah it's huge you're retiring if you have not yet sorry if you have a baby and it's their first christmas or you have a two-year-old don't worry about presents like honestly when you start having multiple children and then they know about christmas presents and they start wanting christmas presents save your money until then because I reckon I went overboard when I had my first child and we had presents galore. They don't look at anything. They're not even knowing what day No, you wrap up is. things that you were having to buy them anyway. So if they were kind of, you know, on the cusp of walking and they need a pair of shoes, wrap the pair of shoes because they'll play with the wrapping yeah. paper or the box that the shoes not came the shoes. in and you were going to have to buy the shoes anyway. Yeah, I just, it's, yeah, I just. And it's hard because you want to make it special and send sentimental you can do that without presents yeah exactly you can make it special but I remember thinking what on earth does a one-year-old need for Christmas and the answer is really not a lot (laughs) and I feel like this year we've done a different approach I was like oh I don't want to have to you know order these random things everyone has to have a different big present blah 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 so I just ordered them (laughs) it was expensive but I ordered them a big bloody ninja warrior thing that they will have for years and years and years and they'll all play together and it's actually something that is outside outdoors it is physical it's not a game where they'll sit behind a screen so there's so much purpose behind this christmas present they actually get it this week which is exciting because (laughs) i can't wrap this thing it's too big if anyone has any tips let me know but um yeah that's the way we went and then whatever anyone gets i think one of the biggest questions is How do we tell a family member not to buy crap for Christmas? And I say this a lot when it is Christmas because my partner is always that person that says, tell your parents, tell whoever is going to buy presents not to buy them crap. I'm like, I can't tell people to not buy what they feel is right for my child. And we've had this discussion and you had an answer to it, didn't you? Did I? I think you did. You were like, oh. I think that there's just a degree that you do have to surrender. Like if it's a toy that you're really against, I don't know, like stands for something that you don't agree with, I think that you can set a boundary there. But I think you do have to surrender. And if you know you have parents or in-laws that are going to spoil your kids with toys, then you just make 
make that decision not to buy them any toys. Mm. And another thing is, depending on the relationship that you have with your parents or your in-laws, you can offer up suggestions of more practical things that they need. A lot of the time, they're probably buying the toys because they don't know what else to get and they probably think it is helpful. But at the end of the day, I think no matter how much you ask, they're of that generation that does want to give stuff. And sometimes you just have to let it go a bit and then you compensate with what you give. And I think that it's always coming from someone's heart. Like they're, they're doing it because they're feeling like they're picking it. They don't have to ask mum or dad what it is. So I feel like if there's any time of year to just let it go over your head. And it, you know what? If they're young enough, store that shit and bring it out throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. So someone said, I'm nervous about my kids being around pools this summer holiday. Both of you have pools. Did your kids ever do swimming lessons as babies slash toddlers? Yes, my first child did and it was wonderful, but the more kids I had, the less time I had. So we made a decision to make sure that we were in the pool and we were always conscious of using that and teaching them how to swim. And for them, it did get to a point where they were swimming so much that they started adjusting to different floaties and then ended up swimming on their own. Yumi only the other day literally started duck diving with her swim vest on and was like, mum, I think I could do this without my jacket I'm like okay Jal took it off and she just was swimming and I I was like because I was thinking the week before how do you teach your kids to swim and they do they they really get it if they have enough practice but of course if you are around pools or you have uh you live in a colder climate I would a hundred percent do swimming lessons and I would find the time yeah yeah Poppy did swimming lessons classic first child from about four months Mm. and by the time she was two she was pretty much swimming Mm. independently Goldie started but then COVID happened and this the swim school kept closing and opening and closing and opening so she hasn't really done it she can swim but not like Poppy can so we gave them both the choice and next year Poppy's decided she wants to do ballet classes Mm -hmm. and Goldie's going to go back to swimming lessons and they get like one little extracurricular activity each and yeah I think it'll be really good for at least Goldie's not she's not like confident but incompetent like she is very happy being on the step yeah she never ventures far from you whereas poppy even before she could swim independently was super duper confident which was actually scarier i would like them to have lessons though i think it would be nice for them to actually know how to swim because it's one thing staying afloat and doggy paddling Mm. but like even the girls they're in grade two and three and they do swimming lessons for like a few weeks in school and they get put in different classes and yeah it turned out that one of them actually didn't really know any style or stroke and now she knows the strokes from two weeks of just swimming so yeah I think it's important for sure okay pickles should we get on to pickles yeah all right let's go pickles or gifts for parents and in-laws who in quotations don't want you to spend money As in they think that they actually do want you to spend money or they don't? They're saying, oh, don't buy me a gift. Don't, I don't want you to spend any money on me. Look, I think the best way that you can go about gifts if you feel like you're buying for lots of people, because it can blow out so quickly, especially for your parents or for your in-laws, is to go together with other siblings or other people in the family and get something together. I think your money feels like it goes further. You can buy something more significant while spending less. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing for my parents and my in-laws is we're going together with other siblings. So we can buy things that we know they will actually use, but you're not going, oh my God. Like, you know, it's just like 50 or so dollars each rather than I feel like often to buy like a good present, you're like, oh fuck, I've got to spend like over a hundred dollars. And you can't be doing that for everyone. No, no way. No, I completely agree. What the fuck do I get my mother-in-law who has it all? Julie, that is not me saying (laughs) that. (laughs) That was written in. And Julie, that is not me saying that either because... We both have mother-in-laws called called Julie. Julie. This is really hard because I feel like my mum and dad are those kind of people, but they're also the kind of people that love the thought. So that's where I switch to a more thoughtful kind of thing rather than having to buy some sort of expensive gift. And for them, 
I don't really want to say it because that'll wreck it if they're yeah. listening. But, you know, for my grandparents, they're going to get some new, fresh, updated photos of all the grandkids so they can put them in their frames when yeah. they get home. Just the little things like that. But I have, I've been doing gift guides on my Instagram mm. and I've had so many people be like, yeah, but what do I get my mother-in-law? And I'm like, I have covered house proud people, foodie people. No, I think you need your own mother-in-law one. No, but like mother-in-laws are all into different things. I just can't understand how women are hard to buy for. They're easy. You buy them something for the home or beauty or... Do you know what's a great idea? What's a great idea would be a restaurant voucher near their home, somewhere nice that they can venture out and actually use it. That's what we're getting my parents. Yeah, I think that's... Don't listen. No, but I think that is a really beautiful idea and you know you can't go wrong with that unless you have really bad company (laughs) we have a big religious family and we're the only ones who do santa how to respond to my kids when their cousins spill the beans about santa as they are still so little and we really want them to have the magic for a bit longer there is always going to be a cousin a friend someone from school that finds out that Santa or says that Santa isn't real and your child will come home and ask you that question. It is what you were saying before. It is actually up to you to try and work out if they're asking the question because they feel embarrassed that they don't know or if they have to be told, you know, he's just saying that. I think when I asked my parents if Santa was real because my friend at the time said it, said they You wa- didn't actually want to know. Of course I didn't want to no. know, but I just couldn't believe she said it. Yeah. And they said every house is different and I don't know what she's going through at the time, but you can't believe everything everyone says. And you just say Santa, every house is different and Santa is real if you believe him to be real. And I think if I was going into Christmas knowing this situation like you can't wrap them in cotton wool and stop them from having anyone saying anything to them about Santa but if I was going into this situation and I knew on Christmas day there were going to be like older cousins there or I would just maybe preface it to your siblings or your in-laws or whatever and just say hey like if you could just remind your kids that my kids still believe in Santa if we can maybe not bring him up that may go the other way that then the kids taunt them and you know make a point of saying it but I think sometimes just like laying the expectation there before Christmas day might make it easier and one of the best answers to these questions is answering a question with a question so if a child came up to you and said mom is is Santa fake you could say well, what, what do, do you, you believe? Yeah. And if they come up with a scenario, will you go, well, that's, I think that is great and kind of leave it at that. Yeah. I think that's a really nice way to end it. What do you believe in? What yeah. do you think he does? Yeah. Because then they kind of like create their own answer yeah. without you having to lie. Parenting. 101. Smart, not hard. <laughs> Stingy uncle always offers to buy turkey roll instead of real meat. How do we get him to stop? Oh, we don't get him to stop, I don't think. This is similar to your father-in-law story. I think there's always going to be plenty of food there. If you don't want to eat the turkey roll, you don't have to. But you don't know what stingy uncle... Uncle Bob. You know, what he eats day in, day out. That may be his idea of what meat is. And I I don't think you want to start Christmas being like, I'm not happy with what you've brought other Christmases. Just you make sure you are cooking something that you like eating there. And if someone else decides to eat the turkey roll, they eat the turkey roll. And you say, thanks, stingy uncle, for bringing the turkey roll. (laughs) And also, if he offers to buy the turkey roll, perhaps you could say, actually, I'm going to try a little take on this maybe you could bring the potato packet of chips you know like yeah. make it easy change something up that's really easy for him to do so he goes oh well it's taking the pressure off I've had to do because I do think there is years. a lot of pressure like people eat in different ways at home mm. and I do think like I even think of this with people coming to our house for Christmas like Nick is obviously very into cooking I would understand if we had friends or family and they were like, oh, far out, what am I going to cook? Like there's pressure there because you're adding to their like their serving. So I just think we need to be a bit kind on poor uncle. (laughs) 
Every year, my parents' family play the Gran is Getting Old card, so we have to have Christmas with them. What would you do? I am only recently sort of setting boundaries in my life. So what would I do? I'd fucking go because I love my grand. So I think I go every year until I couldn't. But I think if you wanted to share, it's hard because if you have different families and you need to go to different places, I would say, I agree with you with the having to run from a family brunch to a family lunch lunch. to a family dinner. Yeah, I think that you shouldn't have to be all over the road on Christmas Day. I think that you alternate years and you stay in the one place if you can and that is your Christmas tradition. Yeah, and I think there's if if you all live in the same state and relatively close to one another, there's other special days around Christmas, whether that be Christmas Eve, Boxing Day, and if you do live interstate, like last year we were up here for Christmas but we made sure we went down at the start of December and we had big family things on both sides and it was really nice. The girls called it pretend Christmas. They still were like, I got this gift for pretend Christmas and you can still make it special. Like it doesn't have to be the date and I guess you make sure that Gran and Gramps or if it's just Gran on her own, isn't on her own on Christmas Day. Like surely they're each year a family member or members can be with her. But I I do think you have to also think about your partner if you have one and their family and it actually isn't fair to always go to the same place every year. Yeah. Kids with big age gaps. So I've got a 12-year-old and a 2-year-old. Do you spend the same amount of money on the gift or the same number of gifts? Because I real I think with kids it doesn't actually come down. They don't know what cost is. No, I would say ones, the, the I ones. would say make sure it seems like there are a similar amount of yeah. gifts, not money, money on gifts. No, I yeah. would agree. And it's funny because usually at that age, everyone's looking for the biggest present is yeah. the best and usually it's the smallest present that ends up being <laughs> the, the most best. Expensive. Yeah. yeah. And I just think it comes down to what are they actually needing and 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 wanting like I wouldn't try and go out of your way to buy gifts just because it's you don't burn a hole in your wallet yeah yeah totally how to know if you should buy for certain people to avoid if they give you a gift and you don't have one for them scenarios being like neighbors friends friends kids etc I think Christmas you gift the bare minimum and I'm not trying to sound like a Grinch there but We have got to the point, and it sounds like you have too because you're doing Bad Santa for Mm. Christmas. We have got to the point where we've said we're buying a gift for the kids in our family. So I'm buying gifts for my nieces. Mm -hmm. I'm not buying a gift for my brothers, my sister-in-laws, my, you know, Nick's sister or her husband. We're just buying presents for the kids. Up until this year, we would buy a present, like a small present for my brother and his partner because they didn't have kids. And I was like, it's not fair that they're always buying our kids gifts, but they don't get anything, but they have a dog now. So I have bought their dog an (laughs) epic present. And did you buy the dog? Well, no, Tilly will listen to this. Okay. Tilly, block your ears. Tilly, block your ears. (laughs) This epic bougie dog bed. It's really cool. I went in with my other brother, the one that's like boucle. Why you give bloody Juno one of those? Because that's what I'm saying. I'm gifting bare minimum. Where do you stop? stop? Where do you draw the line? And then we also go together and buy our parents and my parents-in-laws a present because no matter how much you ask them not to get us a gift, they're going to get us a gift. Because I just think you get to the point We're gifting all these adults, these presents is so pointless. You're spending money. Like, I just think you're at the point where if someone really needs something, they've probably bought it for themselves. And I would rather they save their money instead of buying me a gift that's something I'm sure I'll love, but maybe would not have spent my own money on, I'd rather they save that and spend that on something they want and need rather than everyone like kind of getting these presents they like. Mm. So that's how we do it. So I wouldn't be buying neighbours' presents. I wouldn't be buying friends' presents. I wouldn't be buying friends' kids' presents. I thought about it this year. I had in my head that I was going to buy all my doctor's presents, all my doctor's, all my doctor's. <laughs> yeah, it's got so many different categories, the whole team. you know, teacher's presents, 
up until yesterday, I was waking up at 2 a.m. and I've nutted out every present that I was getting for all of them. Like this is how long I've been processing the stress of gifting these people who mean a lot to me to say thank you. And I am so burnt out. I don't have the time to to go and get those presents that I I probably won't end up doing it. But I have spent so much time in my mind thinking like thoughtfully what these people would like because of what they've done and how they've impacted me. Yeah, and you know me. what? If after Christmas you still want to give them a gift, give them something in January. Yeah. It's okay. They're, like your doctor's not going to go, oh, my gosh, yeah, strike Jane one, didn't sorry, get can't me. See you yeah, can't see you anymore putting you on the bottom of my waiting list. Like I just think Although that sometimes like- we can cause ourselves so much stress. And I think if you have a friend – that you're not sure, like they're a real gift giver. You just have the conversation like, hey, are we doing gifts this year or not? Because like I don't need a gift from you type thing. You just have that conversation. And and like we've done that with my brothers, with Mm. my sister-in-law, because I was like I don't want us to have this conversation and then you rock up on Christmas Day with a gift. Like we're just not doing gifts. I do feel like I should give my psychologist a gift. She deserves a massage at least. Yeah, well, just, just yeah, that's fine. And Maybe I I'll just go in and massage her shoulders. Yeah, I think that yeah. could be seen as inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll go in and rub my dock. Okay, this is getting too Whoa. Yeah, no. Oh, no, not like that, you sicko. Oh, oh, feet or something. His shoulders. Oh, okay. oh my God, oh, this no. is turning crazy. Although, no, I'm kidding. My mum is a bad drunk on Christmas. Do I keep her as sober as I can or just let her have fun but everyone else suffers? Okay, let's be serious. This is the absolute issue, the common issue of every Christmas. There is always going to be one issue with that one person, no matter who it is, what happens. I feel like every family has one. They do. Or a couple. They do, or a couple. and. You know what? Do you just go in with your expectations of thinking, I don't expect anything less from you're saying it's your mum, from my mum. She will always do this. So it is not my job to stress on Christmas Day on trying to parent her when I could just be relaxing and letting her go. I think you need to do more work on understanding that it's not your responsibility and letting that go. And if she wants to make a fool of herself or she makes people feel uncomfortable, it really is up to the person themselves to interpret that the best they can. Look at me and how far I've come in 2022. Absolutely. Good job. I completely agree because I think if you have a conversation with her beforehand, it's only going to be taken in a defensive way. And I think if they're on their way to being drunk on the day, the conversation's probably not going to go well either. And they are. They're an adult. Mm. You know, there's a whole range of reasons why someone may drink more around Christmas and you just have to, yeah, realise that, what is it? Not your circus, not your monkey or yeah. something Just like do that? The work, do the work on yourself to make sure that you're okay when that does arise and, and know that it most likely will happen, yeah. but that's okay. You're just going to do, you might leave earlier than normal. Like, you know, have some sort of plan in place so you don't feel overwhelmed. Someone said, this is my first Christmas with a baby. How the hell do I juggle <laughs> naps? Well, it it depends what type of parent you are. Like if you're a routine parent, you might have to bring the porticot and pop it in Aunt Karen's bedroom. Yeah, I would just say bring as many things as you can to recreate the home if that's how your baby best sleeps, whether that be, you know, a sand machine, yeah. a porticot. Kind of set yourself up so that you have the best opportunity to relax. And then I would say bring back up, like whether that be a carrier for you, a pram yeah. for you, you know, that other way that sometimes you can get them to go to sleep. I've got another question for you. What if you've had a newborn and this is the first Christmas and they're about, you know, a few weeks old? How do you go about telling your family and your extended family that you ideally don't want and need everyone holding, hugging, you touching You put them the in a carrier. 
I actually saw this great post from Birth with Beth who we've had on the podcast before and she's been doing some really good posts about setting boundaries around Christmas and I think she actually has a podcast coming out that's all about, you know, setting boundaries and how to get through kind of your first Christmas. And she said if you have a newborn or a young baby, you just put them in the carrier and they're pretty much entirely covered in the carrier and then, you know, if someone comes up and tries to kiss them, like it's really hard for someone to kiss a baby when they're like attached to you. And so it's easy to kind of say no. If someone's asking to hold them, you say, oh, actually, like she's just about to fall asleep, maybe later. And then at least you can break up that real like handing around feeling. Carriers are so good for that. Yeah, that's great. And our last question to wrap it up is what does 2023 have in store for you both and beyond the bump? Well, I've got to get beyond the bump first. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, I guess next time we're talking, we will, you know, there's a third trimester diaries that will come out. So, obviously, in that I won't have had the baby yet. But the next time we speak to you in real time, I assume that I will have had the baby. Otherwise, I'll be like 45 weeks pregnant um, and really, really over (laughs) it. But, yeah, we've kind of worked out the start of the year we've pre-recorded quite a few episodes so that I can have a little bit of a break after the baby comes but to be honest we love what we do so much and I know I am just I'm one of those people that as soon as she's out of me I am going to want to talk about her and talk about the experience so Yeah, I guess for me, 2023 is about becoming used to my new normal, as you Mm -hmm. like to say, being a mum of three and just seeing how we go from there. Beautiful. And what about you? Well, how do I articulate this? I said to myself at the end of last year, all I want this year in 2022 is peace, as in peace in my mind. And I never understood what that meant and I finally worked out at the end of this year that to create inner peace you have to go through a hell of a lot of bumps dark spots potholes terrifying situations and this is just my mental health and I had my last session of the year with my therapist this week And I sat there and I said, I feel like I'm starting to go down again. And I'm really worried about it because it's happened so fast in the matter of weeks. And she actually turned to me and she said, do you know why that's happened? And I said, no, I don't. And she said, well, actually said, because I'm fucking stressed. And she's like, no, she said, because we have been doing so much conscious work that you're understanding that you can't actually do all the things all the time. You have now realized that you need to have a break. And so usually in this time where I get really burnt out and overwhelmed and tired, I start to get anxious about the thought that I can't do anything. And she's switched my mindset and I've switched my mindset to now see this as this is where I refuel myself. An opportunity. This is where for the next few weeks, instead of looking at this as a negative, this is where I end up being very productive because of this time. And this time I slow down and I take my children in, I swim with them, I sit on the couch, I speak to my husband. (laughs) No, don't yell at him. I cuddle him. We have a lot of cuddles. Like I require so much physical contact because that is what just makes me feel better. And so overall, I feel like in 2023, I'm walking into a new year within a piece. That's so good. Um, And I don't feel like the journey will ever end. I think it's an ongoing exercise. But But I think it's also realising that inner peace doesn't mean for 365 days you're great and you're happy and that's an important realisation to come to. Well, that is. this is the whole issue. This is me realising that you don't have to be good and then really, really bad. You can be 
all of these things throughout the year because that's actually being human. And do you do New Year's resolutions? Do you have a New Year's resolution I for find, 2023? I find New New Year's resolutions silly for myself because it sets me up to fail. Yeah. And every time I've done a New Year's resolution, it's been fucking broken in like two weeks. So I start to change things in December. If I want to start something or set myself up in a positive way, I don't say, oh, this is going to happen. Yeah, no, no, no. This is going to just be me. And if it does end, then there's going to be another chapter and there's another pathway. Mm -hmm. Everything happens for a reason, I believe. So what about you? you And so you came into 2022 wanting to find inner peace and you feel like you're going into 2023 with some level of inner peace. Mm. So what is it that you're hoping to gain out of 2023? Continuation Um, of that? Continuation. I feel really content where we are at with the podcast. Like I feel like we will hopefully continue to flourish. I feel like, you know, I've grown in so many ways and I really just love learning. I love learning from the people we have on the podcast. I love learning about myself. I love learning about, I don't know, I just feel like this time in my life is is the best. And I'm, I'm 35 and everyone who's younger is like, you're over the hump. Well, I am fucking over the hump and I've never been prouder. Yeah. So here's to 2023. Mm. Do you believe in New Year's resolution? I'm the same as you that I don't, there's not like a specific resolution because I agree. I think that sets you up for failure mm. from the start of the year. Yeah. I'm just going into 2023. 23 with a lot of excitement. Obviously, you know, we'll be welcoming another baby. I think I've made it very clear on this podcast that pregnancy is not my time to thrive. And I do feel like I look back on the year and I feel like I've lost a lot of myself and I'm really excited to rediscover who I am again, but through a new lens of, you know, a mother of three and all of that, I'm excited to slow down and really savor this baby. I think with every child you have, it brings a new perspective on how fleeting, transient, the good and the bad of having a baby are. And that's not to downplay how long those nights or days can feel, but you know, you do, you have this new perspective. I feel like I'm going into this child with the most confidence I've ever had as a mother. Like I'm just feeling really proud of myself as a mum at the moment. And so that's really exciting. So I want to yeah, I want to kind of like slow down and just lap it up and rediscover me and not be pregnant anymore. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to be there along beside you. And from two girls and one podcast for 2022, <laughs> we will be stepping into 2023 with six girls under our arms. And we'll be back at the start of Feb. We hope you miss us. We hope you miss Have us. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.